Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Books, the Hidden Gems author podcast in which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, chat to some interesting figures and leading lights of this crazy industry we're in of writing and self-publishing. And today I am very excited uh, by the guests we have. We have Terrell from Once Upon a Dance and she has come here to talk to us about children's books and illustrations and how they mash together, which are like vital ingredients. And I don't think this is a topic we've really spoken about before. So we are very excited to have you, Terrell. How are you? doing today i'm good thanks so much for having me oh well we are delighted that you could join us and love your conservatory backdrop by the way my my backdrop's fake yours is actually real (laughs) and of course we wouldn't be here without the man of craig touch the owner and founder of hidden gems and an author himself how are you doing today craig doing really well thanks roland and welcome carol and yeah see i don't even bother trying with you're calling from the void I have been I have been trying to clean up my bookshelf so I can one day get rid of the fake background, but it's a long process. So, uh, but yeah, welcome to the show, Terrell. Um, as Roland said, it is not a topic that we've talked about a lot because, in general, we've been talking to, um, you know, uh, authors of of just regular adult novels. I mean, we have talked to uh, some authors that write children's books, but in general, though. Uh, our topics have, have historically been um, about sort of the uh, non you know books that that are just novels that usually don't have a lot of illustrations. Um, so it's it, it's interesting because it's um, it's not something that I think a lot of people think about um, in terms of you know sometimes you might want an illustrator to to help with the cover. Um, some some covers even non children's book covers do get illustrated and uh, you know in the romance genre you know uh romantic comedies that's one that often gets an illustrated cover um sometimes you know some science fiction or fantasy some young adults that stuff gets illustrated but uh you know children's books generally are almost always illustrated covers and then of course even more so inside the book you have all the illustrations which you know if you're not a children's book author, you probably don't even really think about that. But that's like a huge, I imagine, a huge, a huge part of the process. And when you're not working with a traditional publisher who sort of takes care of all that stuff for you, and assuming you're not the person that does the illustrations yourself, I mean, some children's book authors probably are there, they probably have those sort of uh, capabilities. But I think, you know, many don't. And I think you're, I think, in that boat. So, you know, you 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 have, are working with illustrators, and I'm sure that has a whole set of challenges uh, around it. So, you know, welcome to the show. And thanks for coming on to talk to us about that. And, and so let's get started with, um, you know, just give us a little bit about your history uh, with writing, you know, the, the Once Upon a Dance uh, books and how you got started with that. And, and we'll jump into it from there. Yeah. So my daughter and I started Once Upon a Dance and it's all kids movement stories. And the bulk of, we have 25 books, And the bulk of those are in the Dance It Out series where kids can move and act out the story. And then my daughter appears um, on the pages of the books as kind of a movement guide. And um, there's some books that introduce some dance steps and they're really fun. And they're they're what I wanted years ago. I started teaching dance um, and as a young mom, I looked for these things and didn't find them. So 20 years later, I am creating them. Um, and we have worked with a lot of different illustrators. The books, I really wanted them to be um, kind of like a little dance performance. 
And so the books look different. So they have, you know, different plot and different characters and different choreography, of course, but also different layout. So all the books are a little bit different. Even the fonts are different, things like that, and the design elements. And so, of course, we wanted it to have a different feel for illustrations. Um, so originally, I wanted every book to have a new illustrator, but then I enjoyed working with people too much and we have um, circled back around and I have um, some that have done, you know, three or four books for me at this point. So, but it's, I, I think it's pretty unique to have the perspective I do in working with so many illustrators. I've actually hired ten, um, 12 different illustrators and they're all over the globe. Um, I'll see if I can name them. South Korea, the Netherlands, Poland, England, Scotland, um, Canada, South Korea, India, I might have said South Korea twice, um, Idaho, North Carolina, Washington. So it's just really been fun to connect with everyone and, and you know, work with these people quite a bit. And so how many books was it? So there's 10 illustrators over how many? Uh, so I think 27 comes out next month. Okay. Wow. So, that's quite wow. an impressive number. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, it seems to me that it would, you, you know, that's almost like um, a more risky approach to take in the sense that, you know, when you find an illustrator that you really like, that, that really gets you and gets your stories, it would seem to me that that would be somebody you'd want to like grab on and hang on to and get them to do all your books. But you're sort of yeah. thinking, yay, let me try all these different illustrators out. Let's, yeah, uh, let's, we just really wanted to bring an awareness to like, you know, both illustration and design elements as well. Um, just something else for the kids to think about and 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 just kind of have that different flavor, the way that a dance performance would have different sets and costumes and things like that and backdrops. So, yeah, it's kind of different. And I, I, you know, the bulk of the work that I did was during COVID and I wanted to get them out quickly um, to kids who were stuck at home. And so I was working faster than illustrators could. And that was one of the, the driving points as well in, in the, so, yeah, that's a that's a good point. So how long does it typically take for an illustrator to do? Um, I mean, I guess maybe it's better to say a page because a book could have who knows how many illustrations yeah. in it. So our books usually are between 12 and 17 illustrations, usually 14. It's kind of standard. And it has taken any time between two months and 11 months. Um, and of course, the eleven month was not as intended. So, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine things happen. You know, people yeah. are illustrators are people, and they have things that come up in their lives. And um, yeah, one of the things I was going to talk about is deadlines, and like you can make them, but don't just don't expect them to have any bearing to reality because you know it's good to, it's good to give people a goal, but um, I have found that they they mean very little. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll show you a book real quick, just so you can see. So we have a couple um, different ones. We have a lot of different ones, of course. Yeah. And yeah. We and you have. Can tell, uh, you can definitely, you know, so for those listening, uh, Terrell is, is just sort of showing some of the covers, <laughs> and you can go on Amazon and and see some of them. But you can definitely see sort of the different style that some of them. Oh, have. I love that kangaroo. Yeah, so we, this was one of our, this was our first. It's got a kangaroo jumping in the sky and my daughter jumping. Um, and then there's the picture on the on the left side and then there's story text and then the suggested movements and things like that. So yeah, just a lot of different fields from all the, all the different authors. And, um, all the people listening are going to be like, I want to see the kangaroo. I know. Well, come check them out on, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I and before um, I forget, 
also, I yep. just really have appreciated you guys at Hidden Gems and all the work that you've done to support um, as authors, inspiring authors, and the information that you put out. And I know you've done some advocacy as well, which we really appreciate. Um, it's a much harder journey than than I ever knew of, and you've been great to work with for the reviews and things as well. So just just thank you so much. Thank you. No no problem. Our pleasure for sure. Um, yeah, so like you said, for deadlines, you know, that is definitely going to be a tough thing, I think, for people when, you know, uh, if even just working with a like a cover designer, sometimes it can take time and authors have, um, you know, you write the book and, and you take as much time as it takes you to write the book and then you finish it. And then, you know, it's not so bad. It's not like it used to be with traditional publishers where it's like typically a year before you, you know, you're going to get to print. Right. Mm -hmm. But you've got to do things like, you know, get a cover, get it edited, you know, maybe get beta readers, you know, maybe get formatted, you know, all the different things that you have to rely on other people to do. So with, uh, with a cover or sorry, with an illustrated sort of um, book, like a children's book, let's go through the process of where all that happens because what my guess would be is like you'd want all of the text to be nailed down and edited and and, and locked in before you'd ever send it out to the illustrator right you don't want sort of that stuff changing i imagine unless you know unless the illustrations are are pretty you know abstract but the more specific they are the less likely you really want to change those words later right 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 yeah so it's important to have the text pretty much in place um, and I, so I've worked with illustrators that, that prefer all different kinds of processes, and I've really decided to meet each of them in their preferred way. So I have some that will do the sketch the whole book and then do illustrations. I have some that want to do one page at a time with really me telling them exactly like what to do and, and, and not as much context in their head about the story, but like I'm holding all the information um, and get paid per page. I have another one that um, really wants the, the whole layout, like finished book, everything done, photos, print ready before they'll touch it, before they'll even look at it. Um, and then I have another that does one sketch and then a and then a, and then a page kind of all together. And I, then I have like one that will send me multiple sketches and I get to choose. Um, and then I have another one that will you know, I just give her the book and she'll, she's like, I, I, I'm going to change the words if you want, and I'm going to deliver you a final book and I hope you like it. And so there, so I have all of these different illustrators working um, in different ways. And generally it takes three to six months. Um, like I said, that there's quite the range. Um, and some of the illustrators that I've, you know, that I've contacted, they're really booked out two years in advance even. So a lot of people are, you know, really looking forward. And I did make the mistake one time of getting a contract and everything in place. And we had talked about the book and everything. And, and so it was done. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to start that in four. It was 14 months. And I was like, whoa, what? like, oh, so this is a really good thing to talk about yeah. when they will be reading <laughs> um, your book. So learn from my mistake there. Right, right. So you want to figure that out. I'm going to be in in 14 months. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that was fun. Can I, I'll talk about a couple other things just that I've learned um, from my mistakes. <laughs> so, so some things, just as far as contract, just put everything in writing. Um, some artists like a deposit, some really don't. It's funny, they, they're like, I don't, I don't wanna see the money until I've done the work. So that's really interesting, but I usually offer a deposit and then I'll do like 30% at the halfway point. Um, again, I work with people on kind of what they want there. And then, uh, 
I recommend just being really clear about the money as well. Like if you're doing PayPal, who's covering those fees and, you know, and some of them would want bank to bank and, you know, I don't do that. So just be really clear about how they're going to get paid. Um, don't reach out to a book, an illustrator until like you were saying, Craig, like you need to know the book size and how many images you're looking for. Like if you're just like, Hey, do you want to work on my book? Like they can't answer that. They don't have enough information. Um, and also for me, the, like the layout, so all my pictures are on the left side and that makes a difference because they're going to have the action kind of facing in and, yeah. and, you know, so just kind of visually they need to know kind of that kind of thing. And if there's going to be text on the page, they'll need to leave space for that. So you really have to have the design elements and have a sense of what the book will look like. There's a uh, lot more thought behind it than maybe people yeah. appreciate. Yeah. And if you want a cover image, you'll need to, you know, pay extra for that. Or if you want to try to duplicate something, you know, maybe they're going to have to go back and usually um, expand it. Um, a couple other things, the deadline, no one follows that anyway. But what I've learned to do um, that I have really appreciated is offer an early completion bonus. So there's like oh. a $10 a day and it, you know, usually like a month out from the deadline, there's a $10 a day kind of situation. That's just a little bit of a motivation. I should try that with my kids when I'm trying to get them to tidy their room. Yeah, <laughs> works really well. Um, yeah, work is work is for hire. You need that for the for the copyright stuff. And I have now added too that I am not required to publish the book um, or their images as part of that. Um, I've had a, I had a couple not work out, and then people were disappointed. So that's just part of my standard contract now is that I'm not required to publish any images, and then I can also change an image if I want. Um, especially if I just need a little room on here, I'm actually pretty Photoshop adept, so I can go in and add a little bit, um, you know, and I like to just put that in there so they know and I don't have to have another conversation about it. Um, so just you, more, oh, yeah. A couple more things process-wise really quick. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, that, that they're, where, they're, where, they're, where the illustrator is able to use samples, um, yeah, and revision, a cost for revision or, and file transfers and then other deliverables. So if you need anything else, I usually ask for a coloring page. And so anything else that you would need for the book. Okay. I was just wondering, you know, because of what you had said about the um, the cover uh, and then what you said about a clause saying that you can edit uh, the images that they give you. Uh, would you be able to take one of the images from the book and put it in and create a cover yourself or, or even give it to someone else to create a cover from it? Or are you required to, you know, have the author the, or the illustrator who did that image create the, the cover for you, even if, if really you didn't want any big changes to it, you were just going to sort of create a cover from one of the images? Yeah. So so I'm working with a lot of fairly new um not 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 all, but a lot of new illustrators, and they're pretty flexible on something. So usually, I take a cover um, and try to create something from one of the books. I mean, you know, I look at the illustrations in the book, and if something makes sense, I'll I'll do it. And if not, I'll go back and say, you know, here's, can we do another? And of course, I pay them for that. But can you do another image that will better summarize? And here's the the draft cover. So I know it just yeah, it depends on your, I guess your aesthetic and your budget and and different things like that. And then usually sometimes we'll go back and expand a cover. Um, I have one I have one that's that's really great to work with and, and loves to do like the, the full page cover wraparound. So we'll usually add that on at the end and go back and after I've kind of played with that's it. That looks so good though. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Really, that's mm -hmm. really fun. 
Um, yeah, it just depends. It's, you know, different personalities. And if I know people that have got, have, they've moved on and they're working on something else and I'll really, you know, make it work on the cover um, with something we have. So. I guess if you are doing a lot of books and cover designers, uh, you know, book so far in advance, I guess it makes sense then to have a whole sort of stable of designers that you're working with so that, you know, when a new book comes up, you just give it to whoever you can get in, slot it in. But I guess if well, you I'm, also I'm know... Doing, I'm doing my own cover design, so it's a little different in that I'm doing my own mostly book design and spots. Well, I just mean like for the cover or for the illustrators, illustrations inside like itself. I don't know, maybe I said cover, but what I'm thinking of was like, you know that you have, you know, three books coming out and you can then say, okay, this designer's ready to go at this time and this one you can get going at this time. Otherwise you're sort of like, if you had one designer, you would have, or one illustrator, you'd have to put those books out sequentially in every six months or whatever, even if you finished all three of them at the same time, right? So yeah. I guess it makes, makes a lot more sense if, as long as you're okay with that sort of different illustration style. I guess some people want like a more consistent look with their books, if, especially if it's like a, a series, right? And then they're sort of locked in. But then what happens if that designer, you you know, you go on to book three or book four and they all look the same and then all of a sudden that, that illustrator is no longer available, can you, yeah, can you find sure an illustrator? Yeah, like, can you ask an illustrator to sort of, like, emulate the style of... Yeah, and I do see that on the Facebook groups. People are like, here's, you know, can anyone help me out? This was my other illustrator. Like, it definitely happens, so it's definitely right. something to consider. And sometimes and with kids' books, they're kind of synonymous. It's like the Roald Dahl books had Quen uh, Quentin Blake as the illustrator, and it's like you wouldn't... You almost couldn't separate them. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. He probably is at this at the level where you know they make enough money that that you know that Quentin doesn't have to do other people's books. He probably just stays available <laughs> for for doll. Um, so yeah, that I mean that's pretty interesting. I, and I imagine too, like you'd really be sort of screwed if if somebody was in the middle of a book and then all of a sudden couldn't finish it. I mean, I, I guess you know you probably would just have to start over again, mm -hmm. um, but you know, the amount of time that you lose, not to mention, even if you haven't paid them, you know, you lose all that time. Yeah. It would be probably easier, though, to start again than to try to find a, an illustrator that can sort of pick up where they left off. You know, they've done six of the eight pages, but can you do two that look just the same and nobody will know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how, how symbiotic is the relationship? Um, it depends. Like I said, there's one like that, you know, she's like, Hey, this, this text, I made it, I made this text better. And then, you know, and I appreciate that. And, and then they will be like, you know, Oh, this isn't consistent or whatever. So they definitely will help me. Um, especially people who have worked with me before, you know, um, I think they're more willing to be like, Hey, um, yeah. And I'm definitely always open to feedback and things like that. And, you know, process wise, um, some of them want me to like write up really detailed description of the you know the characters and the background and other people just want to run with it and use their own ideas so it's you have to kind of figure that out as you go along and um yeah <laughs> yeah well it's interesting that you have some that want to change the words so you're you're okay with that i don't, I don't know how many would be okay <laughs> with that <laughs> uh, is are your books i haven't read any are they um 
you know, like a lot of Jones books, like, you know, rhyme or something like that? Like, do they have anything? Not, they are not rhyme. They're, they're more just um, narrative to act out. So there's not right. a ton of dialogue. Um, there is okay. some, but, um, so it's, so they're really designed to be, you know, that you can move along with the story. Okay, so it's yeah. a little different in that, in that sense. But. So that's probably, you know, easier for them to change the words on something like that than if it was like a Dr. Seuss book where all of a sudden, you know, they're trying to come up with their own little rhymes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, well, that's really good. So how about, can you give us an idea of, and I know that this is probably different for the 10 different people, but just so people get an idea of what the cost is to have a, an illustrated book done. Uh, I would say it ranges from two to forty-five hundred. So for a whole book. For me, yeah, that's been the. the and your books are um, how long are they? Generally? Um, so they range from like a thirty-two to sixty-four pages total. That's really interesting because that's like in terms of course we speak to to authors quite a lot of the time about doing like audiobooks or something like this and it's interesting to get gauge those those figures and that's kind of like a, a comparable figure yeah yeah it's i mean so it's interesting so it, it then it's and so 32 to 64 pages but that's not um that's not pages of illustration though right 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 those are the yeah, book pages so do you typically have illustration on one side words on the other or is it sorry? yeah on the spread yeah, yeah. so we've got the uh, the illustration and then the story text and then the photographs of my daughter um, right. on the other page and then and you're doing the photographs yourself i guess yeah usually yeah right and you're laying everything out mm -hmm. or you have a, a layout person i've mostly done the layouts um myself there's one the one the one series the, the illustrator um has done did the design for it um, and then I've reached out to a few people here and there just for like template kind of stuff when I'm out of ideas. <laughs> so. How did you learn to even do that? I mean, you're talking quite advanced things when you're talking about a layout of an illustrated book. It's very easy for us to like write a book and then, you know, a lot of the stuff we can do quite, uh, quite easily enough or figure out how easily to do it. But like this is a this is a, a next level type thing. Yeah. Um, so for photos, I had a photo business years back. So I do know my way a little bit around Photoshop and things like that. And then basically I spent, I spent at least six months just learning InDesign um, and watching a lot of YouTube. You'd be amazed at what you can learn on, on YouTube. Um, some things like I can't find. It's, it's funny. Some things you can find and some things you can't. But yeah, so I've watched a lot of YouTube tutorials. InDesign is not user-friendly. I don't recommend it necessarily for really anyone. <laughs> I think I was a whole level of insanity. Um, yeah, and I'm still learning all the time in each book. You know, it gets easier as I as I learn more stuff. And um, yeah. So. What inspired you to go on this journey in the very beginning? What made you sit there and be like, I want to write kids books, but I want to get uh, other a range of illustrators to come in and do them. And I want to learn how to do the layouts myself. I mean, this seems like this seems like climbing Mount Everest or something. <laughs> Yeah, and everything was so much harder than I expected. Like, there's just been so many challenges, like working with Amazon. Amazon pulled down all my books, like book seven. You know, the reviews are all about, like, the third-party sellers or, like, a printing mistake. Um, it's just really frustrating. But it was, you know, it's, so I was a dance teacher, and these are all things. These are stories. Most of them are stories that I used in my classes, and I expanded them and built them out. So these were very well-loved 
um, by the kids in my classes and always their favorite part. And I looked for this stuff when I was, you know, years ago. So I'm making what I really wanted and I did not find. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, during during COVID, I just needed a, a reason to get out of bed. And so I started, we started with um, just photographs. I actually have a whole series called Dancing Shapes that is all um, photographs that we had. And then we did some photographs in my, in my garage and stuff like that. And so it was just about uh, her, my daughter's ballet career and kind of a backstage tour and then a ballet lesson and a little bit of like life advice and some and some fun things there. Um, so that was how we started with that book. That was just about her and then kind of branched out. <laughs> and so when you're doing the, the layout and design, I, I'm not you know familiar with InDesign, but I imagine that's book design software or, or design software or whatever. But yeah. um, if you- It's a close approximation. Yeah, yeah, you know, like Photoshop, but for books maybe, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so if you were to, um, lay that all out and then want to go and create, you know, print versus uh, ebook. Is that something that, you know, you do once um, in that and then you can just convert to those things? Or is this like a different sort of like, because I know with novels often, you know, we'll create the, the book and then we'll have to do a separate sort of layout for paperback. But this is almost sort of the opposite of that, where you're you're kind of laying it out almost for for a, a, a visual paperback or you know hardcover, whatever, like a physical book, mm. and then you know sort of maybe pulling it back as here's the Kindle version. So I'm I'm just I'm just curious about how that works in terms of you know the technical side of, of how you would create the two. Yeah. So at first I did the spreads, um, and I would change the layout and make it. Um, more for Kindle, so I'd make it what I'd shrink it in. But um, anyway, people complain that the font was too small, so then I eventually just do. So now I do pages that are pretty similar um, to the to the book, and it's just one page at a time for the ebook. And I just change the you know the cover a little bit or whatever. It's a little it's a little bit of tweaking, but it's basically the same format. You you build that in. I think Kindle has like a don't they have a children's book creator or something now? Um, yeah, but you first you have to have a PDF. So oh, you know, that, that's so I'm doing the process is you do it in InDesign and create the the ebook version and then you have to convert it and then you have to, you know, yeah. And then to do the EPUB, oh my gosh, so much learning. But anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of things. <laughs> right, right. So it is, it's not just a matter of, you know, doing it once in InDesign and then hitting create ebook and create PDF. Yeah, not quite. That's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, interestingly enough, I mean, in terms of uh, you've got the creation of your book and the illustrations, it goes beyond that, the the route you're approaching. I mean, a lot of us, when we're self-published authors, you know, we'll publish just on Amazon. But you've got a different route and created your own website and you've created your own. uh, You've got a site on bookshop.org. And you're raising money for local bookstores and things like that. You've also challenged, you know, the the norms of the distribution uh, platform. So, I, what inspired that? Um, <laughs> I think it's just what you do once you, you know, you're trying to get your. So I made these books, and I think they're beautiful. And Amazon did not promote them the way I expected. You know, I have over a thousand five star reviews on one book, and Amazon doesn't recommend it to anyone. And you know, no one can find it. No one can find my other books. So, it's, I think that's just that's the nature 
the evolution of the author these days is you put something out and nobody knows it's there and no one finds it. And so then you start thinking about other channels and then you start thinking about marketing and then you start thinking about, so right now I'm in the phase of life where I'm like, I need to figure out, you know, a distribution that I'm doing on my own. So I did Barnes and Nobles. I put, I published to Barnes and Nobles. I think I sold like two books maybe there like in a year. Um, I published through Ingham Sparks and I've since learned that they, you know, when you think you're selling at a 55% retail discount, maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's not the case at all. So, so the more I learn, the more I'm like, I need to figure out like different ways of distri distribution. And I'm on Etsy and eBay and things like that. But I, I am going to look into that and, and start distributing myself or maybe have someone do that because that's very typical. But you're, you sell physical books, don't you? Which I think is different to a lot of authors we talk to who, you know, e I sell the majority of my books as ebooks, but yours, because of the illustrations, because yeah. of the very nature of what they are, you want to sell physical books, which is an very, additional challenge. I sell very few ebooks. I do have a couple audiobooks. Um, I sell, I would say I sell more audiobooks than ebooks. And yeah, the bulk of my books are definitely paperback, and I do vendor fairs and things like that. So I'm out, I'm out in town hocking my wares. <laughs> well, I, I think for, for this type of book, you know, selling it at a, at a fair or something like that is, is probably a, a great channel to do. Um, but I'm curious about the audiobook thing. I mean, you know, for children's books, especially when you even said yourself, there's not a lot of words on your, on your pages. So what's the audiobook like experience? Like if it's just few words and no images, I mean, it's, it's narration. I mean, they are, they're stories. They're, they're all kind of whimsical stories. Um, so they're, and they're actually, they're a little longer than a lot of children's books. So there, there are plenty of words and it's just, you act it out. And we also have, we have, I have two now with sound effects. Um, right. and so, so one is, so one is called Sora searches for a song and it's this beautiful story about a cricket and, um, can't find its song. Uh, the stories are, most the ones I've done recently are all non-binary, so there's no pronouns involved. I find it very hard to talk about them that way <laughs> for the purposes of speaking. I'm going to say she, so the the but but it could be either a boy or a girl. Um, she goes off, and you know the the crickets tell her she has no song and no imagination, and she basically goes off and finds an inspiration and things like that, and it's lovely. So there's in that one there's you know water and crickets and frogs and and a lot of different funny sounds. And um, so it's just, it's a really, it's a really lovely, lovely story. Yeah, I was gonna say like, cause it's, uh, you know, sort of a movement based, maybe music would be good, but then you'd need to license some sort of music, find the composer even. <laughs> and that, that would be a whole different set of challenges, I'm sure. Yeah, there are always challenges to learn, right? <laughs> Um, I, but, do want to talk, I do want to talk about kind of how I found people in case anyone yeah. is searching for. Yes, that's really interesting. Yeah, um, sure. Just before I forgot. So uh, when I first started looking, I didn't know where to look. And that was a big, I spent so much time looking on at different portfolios and looking on different groups and things like that. And now I, you know, I basically have a wait list of illustrators. Um, so yeah. So on Instagram, if you, that's one of the best places. And if you, um, can kind of look for the open for commission. That's a hint that they're that they're available soon. Um, some are represented, and so I've tried to stay away from those folks just because uh, it was a le level of difficulty that I wasn't willing to go for. So just check check on that. Um, Readsy.com, childrensillustrators.com, and I made a list of links that I can we can send to people too. Um, the S 
cbwi.org has a gallery, has get slash galleries. Um, and there's another uh, list that, that I'll, I'll send you the link for. And then a little bit less good, but also options are Fiverr and Upwork and ArtStation and DeviantArt. And then if you go on like Instagram and search children's book illustration, there's like a, that's, you can get a good, a good sense of different things there. And it's good to like check out the different styles. I think the ones that I've seen are kind of the realistic and lifelike and there's cartoon and there's whimsical um, and there's watercolor. And then I've also heard kind of anime and vintage. So those are kind of the six, like, and if you know, if you can have a sense of like what you're looking for, that helps a little bit. Um, but looking at tags on Instagram, like Illustrator and Children's Illustrator and things like that. Um, yeah, and Facebook groups. Um, again, I can give you the link, but there's children's book authors and illustrators, children's book authors, writers, illustrators, all things children's books, KidLit 411, things like that. So anyway, if you want to like dive in and like really look at portfolios <laughs> and go crazy. Well, no, that's a that's a great source because otherwise you're stuck sort of like Googling, you know, children's book uh, illustrators and then who knows, you know, what kind of stuff you're going to get and what sort of rabbit holes you'll you'll dive down. But having, you know, specific sites that are that where they sort of congregate. And I think, you know, Instagram, I didn't even think about that, but that seems like a great place for someone because it's it's like built almost to show off your portfolio yeah um, without even having to have a website so yeah that's, yeah that's a great idea and it's been a while since I, i've even heard of deviantart but i remember back in the day that was a big a big one yeah <laughs> um and so those people you just send them a message and say hey i'm an author looking for for an illustrator and then you just go yeah. from there i guess right? pretty much yeah and i do you know like I said, you you can kind of let them run. I tend to tell them like the favorite color and the character list and what I envision for the characters. Um, if I have something in my in my brain that 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 I want, you know, that I want them, or you might you might also just want them to run with it. But usually, I have a little bit of something in my brain that I want reflected and and the different element elements. And I also tell them like you know that I appreciate humor in the in the picture. So if there's any like hidden picture, any like background like action that you know the kids will be like hey that's funny or whatever like that's always a plus for me um oh, and also like yeah. the consistent when i so when i go through like even if i'm not telling them what i want i'll go through on each page and say you know whatever needs to be consistent throughout the book so if they're looking at this page and there's something over here that that they need to think about you know later on in the book i'll i'll mention that so an example was the book with over that an illustrator is working on right now there's a it's about a zombie and at the end the zombie runs into the the girl's room and steals her poster one of her posters off the wall and it's you know it's kind of funny funny thing that happens and also room for a sequel later maybe but you know something like that poster needs to be on the wall in the room like you know as you as we open the book so that kind of like consistent thread right. um it's really important i think that the author think about that because the illustrators aren't always tapped into everything sometimes they are but a lot of times they're not well, especially if you're not giving them the full book, you were talking earlier about some author or some illustrators want, you know, just to be told what to do on each page. Exactly. So you need to be the one to say, hey, this has, there has to be this poster on the wall in every room or in every, in every page until he takes it off and then it shouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a piece of tape stuck still or something. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. Um, and you'd said about your, about telling them about a favorite color is that like, 
in terms of the color scheme, like you want. Yeah, we just purplish. Like, we, we are we're all purple, so I'm like our favorite color is purple. Like, you know, like <laughs> that's the best color. I, I agree. <laughs> Royalty, my it's always been my favorite. Um, so yeah, so is that that's the common in all the books there's it's sort of a, a purple hue or is it just you know sometimes no i mean it's, it's just it's more for their information it's not like i'm like there's not enough purple in this book we need to go back for example <laughs> you're, like, you you're know, diva if you think like about like color schemes and, yeah, yeah. i can imagine you being like a color diva at the end you're like <laughs> no there is not enough purple <laughs> i want three Do different shades <laughs> yeah redo this page completely with, yeah that would be Funny. Uh, so um, do you generally send the illustrators like, you know, a finished copy of the book? I imagine if I was an illustrator, I would probably want one, but I don't know if that's even standard. <laughs> um, you know what I do is I give them an Amazon gift card and, and, oh, okay. say, and say, buy some, buy a few for your friends, buy one, whatever. Um, so that's typically what I have done. That's cool. That's nice. And, that way they don't have to necessarily buy it, <laughs> but you know, so it's like a tip. I mean, I, as uh, unfortunately we're almost running out of time, but there's a very important question I want to ask, which is one of those questions that it's always, it's, it's always almost insensitive to ask writers, but how, I mean, how you have written a number of these books, like a considerable number. So I presume you're, you're doing well enough with them to justify continue writing them and, and stuff like that. So what's, so, I mean, what's your experience been selling them, distributing them, getting deep them into hands of the readers? I mean, you said you had over a thousand reviews on Amazon, which is pretty, I think a lot of uh, self-published authors will think that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I haven't, we haven't, it's not like I'm making money on the books and I do tell people, I tell authors because I have a lot of people now coming and asking for advice and saying, you know, I'm thinking about doing this, um, you know, for A, how, how do I do it? And B, you know, should I do it? And I always say, don't do it if you want to make money. <laughs> like, that's my, that's my thing a little bit. Um, you know, if you need a revenue and an income from this, like, it is so much harder than I ever expected to make money. Like, easier to make the books and create the books than than. Then maybe I thought originally that, you know, that you can do it all from your home and then you can reach out to these illustrators. Like, it's kind of a miracle, right? I can create this book and send it to editors. And now I've found editors that I enjoy working with and, and you know, and find an illustrator. And I do tend to um, match. So as I'm making a story, like I'm definitely, you know, I'm matching the story and the words and the messages and the pictures with the illustrator and the style. So I'm in, dif- I'm in some different styles as well. And so that I can reach out to these random strangers like across the globe and like hire them and like get it all in and like design it and upload it. Like it's, it's kind of a miracle to me that I can do that. But it, like I said, it's just much more frustrating than I thought it would be to get the word out. Um, so no, I do not make money. I'm in a situation where I can, um, you know, have a little bit of play there. Um, and we also um, are donating our royalties to different charity um, and nonprofit partners. So that's kind I mean, of, that, I mean, that's one of, I don't think it should always be about money. I mean, obviously it is nice to, cause I mean, I personally am deeply passionate about paying my mortgage, but uh, <laughs> um, I think, you know, you're creating something that's leaving a legacy. I mean, these are beautiful books and they've clearly yeah. impacted people's lives 
and you're making money for charity. So I think that's fair to say if your books are, as my mother would say, keeping their nose clean, as in like paying for themselves for you to be able to do that. That's an amazing thing all by itself. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a little bit investing for the future too, as far as getting them out there and, and spreading the word and hoping that they take off. And, you know, I'm pounding the pavement I, everywhere I go. I go to bookstores and I get so many rejections and I cry all the time. And, <laughs> but I, me when I was single as a teenager, <laughs> I just, I always say I'm two steps forward and no steps back usually unless Amazon does something weird. But, um, yeah, you know, I love because before I was in the dance world and, you know, you make these, you put so much time in and you create these dances and then you perform them and they're gone. And I love that I can, you know, I can spend a week editing these photos, but they exist. They persist. Yeah. I'm using them. They're in a book and that book persists. And, you know, that these books, they're a passion project and I adore them and I think they're fantastic. I would have, I would have loved them as a child. They would have been in tatters. I would have memorized them. Um, so... <sighs> You know, I I hope that they persist as well, and they and they can. You know, they're 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 there and they exist. The file the file's not going away. So that's that's a really fun part of being an author. Have you ever tried to sell them sort of at dance studio, children's dance studios? Set yeah. Up a band yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that that's the thing too. You know, I think we're in maybe I don't know, say ten dance dancewear stores now, and you know, as I build those relationships and we and we get them, the funnel is open, and um, so I'm just. And is that sell? Do they sell through those channels well, or um, seems like that's the market? We're just starting, so okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, I hope so. I think that yeah. I think that I think they, it should work well. It's kind of a win-win situation because they're selling the, so we're selling hardbacks, so they they sell them at a little discount, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they keep half the profit, and I get advertising out of it. Um, so it's you know, it's win-win-win. And have you ever tried to sell it? I, I know that, to me this sounds like kind of like crazy but we had like a I, i'm pretty sure we had it on one of these episodes that somebody had mentioned this way back in the early stages where somebody said they took their book to costco to a local costco and said hey can you sell this here and they said sure and then they and they sold out of them and they were and they were a they were working with uh, a publisher and then the publisher was like yeah don't keep doing that i don't know why <laughs> like it didn't make any sense I, I could be remembering some of the details <laughs> wrong, but but definitely the person was selling their books at Costco and and they did well and it, and I was I was shocked that they were able to do that because in in my mind especially because Costco is so big they probably have some kind of centralized purchasing everything has to go through but they just went into their local one and and they were taken so have you ever tried sort of doing things like that Yeah I mean I'm trying stuff all the time yeah. Um, and I have a really really long to do list of things I yeah. want to do yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's mm -hmm. awesome yeah no I think it's great that you're selling it on all these different channels like you said you know Amazon's never doing anybody any favors unless they have probably some sort of relationship with the publisher or whatever right so there there it's all running on the algorithms and you know if your book's not brand new they're usually not pushing it too hard at all so um yeah you have to make your own luck in this world and, and create your own opportunities as well yeah sounds like you're doing that so absolutely trying. i am trying i work i'm working hard <laughs> oh well how, how long i last well hopefully a lot of people have found inspiration from from what we've spoken about i mean it's uh it's something slightly different to what we normally talk about we normally talk about like novels in particular so i think this has been a really fascinating conversation now unfortunately we're actually approaching the, the top of the hour so we're gonna have to wrap things up craig do you have any final questions 
Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think, like you said, it's, it's a fascinating discussion, and to hear about this, which is very different than what we normally talk about, um, and and you know, Terrell's given us some really good advice um, for anybody looking to do this. Not just don't do it for the money. I mean, <laughs> that's good advice for I think for a lot of authors. Unfortunately, these days, you know, a lot of the times we're doing it as passion projects, um, and you know, maybe you you uh, lightning strikes and the right people find it and the right people influence influencers talk about it or whatever and then all of a sudden you know you're a big hit but these days you know the competition is so fierce that sometimes it's it's almost like um you know a crapshoot to see whether or not you can you can really like get as big as roll roll doll or whatever um but you know you're doing the right things i think and you're uh you're having it sounds like you're having fun doing it which is just as important i think for for especially if you know if, the, if you don't have to have the money from it, then this is what you should be doing. It sounds like to me. So thanks a lot for coming on and talking to us about it. Yeah, thanks so much. And, and uh, where can people find your books? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So well, first, let me give you the link for some of the illustration notes um, that I that I put together. It's onceuponadance.com/slash/illustrate, and I'm at onceuponadance.com or at dancestories.com. And you can find me on Instagram every day. <laughs> you could just search once upon a dance or it's once underscore upon a dance. And I'm pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Alignable, BookBub, uh, LinkedIn, Etsy, Pinterest, just yeah, any place really. Probably, I'm probably there. <laughs> well, that is wonderful. Hopefully people will go and check you out. Well, thank you so much, Harold, for, for joining us. I think this has been a really fascinating discussion. And I think there's been so much value there. So if you have appreciated what Terrell had to say, make sure to go down, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching a video, there'll be a link so you can follow the link that you just mentioned and find out her books and leave a comment while you're down there. Let everybody know that you found this uh, this podcast valuable. While you're down there, also hit the subscribe button and uh, make sure you hit that bell notification so you are uh, appraised of every new episode as soon as it goes live. Thank you once again so much for joining us, Terrell. We really appreciated it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it too. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Fully Booked. Stay tuned.